Hey, I'm Catherine Bloom, and I wrote a short play about a high school improv troupe called Random. Tonight at Random Practice, our main characters are huddled into the school auditorium to play some random improv games, like Freeze Tag and Pears Freeze Tag. The twist? It's Halloween night. Interior. A high school auditorium. 6 p.m. A Monday in October. Halloween night. On the stage is a half-built set for a student production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. A Midsummer Night's Dream is a play by William Shakespeare. The set includes several theater blocks half-painted with forest colors, i.e. shades of green, shades of brown. Scattered throughout the stage are fake trees. The trunks are made out of cardboard, and the branches are sheets of tarp stuffed with newspaper and stapled shut. The branches are drooping onto the ground. They are way too thick to be branches. They are not painted. Off of stage right is a piano and a large bin filled with t-shirts that say Student Council 2012. The year is 2012. There is also a very large American flag on a very small pole. Enter Mr. Nude Spot from stage left. It's pronounced Nude Spot. He's an English teacher who runs the school improv troupe, Random. For short, the kids like to call him Nudes. Nudes as in naked pictures. Mr. Nude Spot is wearing a page boy cap and is carrying a clipboard. The clipboard includes a list of different improv games he would like to play at random practice. Games like Onion Peel, Freeze Tag, and Pears Freeze Tag. Pears Freeze Tag is like regular Freeze Tag, but everyone is in pairs. My name is Mr. Nudespot, and I have been a high school improv coach for 10 years. I like improv because I like men, not sexually. I'm straight. I'm attracted to women. I have never been attracted to a man. Mr. Nudespot's favorite politician is Hillary Clinton. In 2020, he will be a Pete Buttigieg supporter. Improv is good because improv means good health in Latin. I do improv so that I will never die. And I choose the kids who are allowed to do improv so they will also never die. I love all children. And it's sad that I have to cherry pick only a few to be in the improv troupe. If I could, I would allow the whole school to do improv so they would be immortal like me. Mr. Nudespot removes his pageboy cap. Out climbs PJ, a skinny little boy of 16 holding a skateboard. This is PJ. He is a junior. He wears skinny jeans and in the summer, jorts. All of the girls like him. PJ always has a girlfriend. PJ is funny. I like PJ because he pretends to like books. He is good at skateboard. He is popular and having him in my improv troupe makes me feel popular too. My name is PJ and uh, I'm looking forward to improv practice today. Uh, my favorite game is the one where uh, I get to talk. <laughs> There's an aggressive knock on the auditorium door. It goes like this. Who could it be? Mr. Nude Spot owns the auditorium from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. every Monday night. Every teacher in the school, including the drama teacher, Mrs. Mother, pronounced Mother, knows that this is Mr. Nude Spot's territory. Mr. Nude Spot and PJ freeze. PJ tries to climb back into Mr. Nude Spot's pageboy cap, but he does not fit. 
Instead, PJ jumps off of the stage like a creepy monkey and climbs into the piano. The piano automatically plays Ode to Joy when PJ finally squeezes himself into it. I hear you in there, boys. Boys? Only one person would ever refer to Mr. Nudespot and PJ as boys, and that would be the school's shero, Hannah Hansby. PJ is attracted to Hannah, sexually, and for good reason. Hannah is a hot commodity who has shiny brown hair, big blue eyes, and doesn't give one flying fuck what the boys might think. To top it all off, she's good at improv. It's 6.03 p.m., men. Let me in or I'm bringing my girls. Oh, wait. My girls are already here. Hannah's girls, Amelia and Tessa, are also very attractive. While Hannah wears a normal t-shirt and jeans, her girls wear matching tutus and fart glitter and notes with funny little phrases like, boys are bad. PJ, let them in. As PJ struggles to climb out of the piano, the piano plays Ode to Joy once again. We see PJ almost make it out and then gets sucked back into the piano. He tries to climb out once again. We hear the sound of his skinny jeans ripping. R.I.P. skinny jeans. He emerges from the piano completely pantsless. He begins to walk towards the auditorium door to let the women in but then thinks twice and runs back to the piano to grab one of the student council shirts to wear as a skirt. As PJ runs to finally open the door, the other members of the troupe emerge from different parts of the auditorium. Joshua, another scrawny boy of 16 who is the son of a highly ranked military officer, emerges from the top of the very short American flagpole. Timmy, a Mormon with a high sex drive, climbs out from the third row of seats where he had been taking an afternoon snooze. And Cody, the troop manager, slithers out from underneath the tech booth like a long, slimy shit. Cody is the manager because he is not good at improv, but Mr. Nudespot thought he was popular, so should be a part of the troupe in some way, shape, or form. He is 24 and has been the improv troupe manager for eight years. He and Amelia, one of Hannah's girls, used to date. But then Cody decided to break up with her on Valentine's Day in front of Amelia's parents. Now, Amelia is infatuated with Timmy, who is Mormon and is not a virgin. Hello, bitches. You cannot call us bitches. He was not calling you bitches. He was calling us bitches. Bitches. You just said it again. He just said what again? Bitches. Stop gaslighting. Gaslighters. Women can gaslight too. I am not a woman. I'm a girl. You might be a girl, but Hannah and Amelia are women. You are 14. They are 16. When you are old enough to drive, you are old enough to be a woman. They outnumber you. Therefore, we, men, will collectively be referring to you three as women. You are also incredibly mature, Tessa. Yeah, let them call you women. What they mean by it is, you are smart and hot. That is <laughs> not what we mean. I would like to sing a song. <gasps> I would like to sing a song too. I would like to play Electric Company. Electric Company is a short form word association improv game. To a simple beat, Someone will say a word like king. The next person would finish it with something like dumb. Together, on the following beat, they will say kingdom. 
Uh, I would like to play Electric Company too. PJ only wants to play Electric Company because PJ is attracted to Hannah. <laughs> What's so funny, Cody? I'd like to sing a song. I would like to play Electric Company. I would like to play Electric Company too. Tessa only wants to play Electric Company because Joshua wants to play Electric Company. She actually wants to sing a song. Just kidding. I would like to sing a song. Uh, I would like to play freeze tag and use my skateboard as a prop. You just said that you would like to play Electric Company. <laughs> Silly me, I forgot. We are playing Electric Company because PJ would like to play Electric Company. Hooray! Timmy begins to play a little tune on the piano. Timmy calls himself a musician. He plays the piano and drums. He is Mormon, but he is aware that drums and the piano make him hot. <laughs> he likes that Amelia likes watching his smooth Mormon hands jingle jangle with the ivory keys. Mrs. Mother. Mrs. Mrs. Mother. Kitty litter. Kitty litter. Camel. Toe. Camel toe. <laughs> the men begin to laugh. <laughs> Camel toe is funny because it's like a front wedgie for girls. It's when the pants get bunched up between her vagina. No shit, moron. Natalie Guggenhamster always has a camel toe. It looks stupid. I haven't noticed. I have. It is outrageously disgusting and simultaneously the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You small boys can't talk shit about Natalie's camel toe. You all have moose knuckle. Except for you, Timmy, you have a gorgeous average bulge. Who's moose knuckle? It's when the guy's pants get bunched up between his balls and it looks like a moose's knuckle. I am not a moose knuckle. I am a smart boy who only crushes on smart girls like Natalie Guggenhamster, and I am a sad boy because today she told me that she did not want to be my smart girlfriend. Oh, shove it. Joshua, look at me. No. Look at me. In the eyes. Blink twice. Get on your knees. Good boy. Tessa and Amelia fart pink and purple glitter. Amelia farts again. This time, it's a note that says, me and Natalie hooked up at theater camp. Do you see this note? Take this note. It came out of Amelia's butt. Take it. Joshua, your heartbreak is distracting for this improv comedy environment in which we are supposed to be cultivating a culture of mutual care and trust, and quite frankly, homophobic. Amelia's sex drive is the second highest out of all of us, coming shortly behind Timmy the Mormon. And we all know that half of that love goes to the same sex because she is, sing it with me, a bisexual hunk and a half-sweet princess doll. Now wipe your tears or you hate women. I didn't know that Amelia and Natalie Guggenhamster hooked up at theater camp. That's hot. Thank you. I have a high sex drive. Sometimes <laughs> I get so horny in class that I have to cross my legs and skip my chair back and forth. <laughs> I only do it in health class. That's because health is my biggest class and no one notices me. Right now we are learning about all the sexually transmitted infections where you grow genital warts that look like cauliflower. <laughs> Gross. Enough with the gay lady vegetable talk. Cody's mom made muffins. 
Cody's mom makes muffins for random practice every week because she wants to have P in V with Mr. Nudespot. This week, they are banana chocolate chip muffins with little ghosts and pumpkins made of icing. My mom make good muffins. Cody shoves an entire muffin into his mouth and gives a little nod. I won't be eating any muffins today. Thank you for asking. Too bad. I guess I will take them all for myself. Mr. Nudespot pours the remaining muffins into his pageboy cap and places it back onto his head. PJ begins to punch the wall. It's infuriating when Mr. Nudespot puts anything into his pageboy cap that isn't him. There, there, PJ. No need to be so frustrated. Tonight is Halloween night. It's a night to listen to one another, to build a group mind, to channel that frustration into something freaky and fun and fabulous even. Well put, Timmy. Since I am the son of a high-ranking military general manager, Sergeant King, I will be deciding the first game of practice this evening. Because of Joshua's status as the son of a highly-ranked military general manager, Sergeant King, and the only son of a military general manager, Sergeant King, in random, he always makes the final decision, despite Mr. Nudespot's status of teacher and PJ's status of boy who teacher has inappropriate relationship with and therefore is favored by the teacher and can make executive decisions. This evening, the first game of practice will be... Pears Freeze Tag. If you were listening to the stage directions earlier, you would know that Pears Freeze Tag is an improv game similar to regular Freeze Tag. The twist? Everyone is in pairs. The pairs will be Amelia and Cody. Mm, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. Why not? Amelia and Cody is a sensitive topic. We all know that he took her finger virginity in the fall of 2010 and then broke her heart in front of her parents at a Valentine's Day dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. Besides, Cody is 24 and is still the manager. He's not even one of us. He's the manager. Hannah tries to snap her fingers to make Amelia and Tessa fart glitter real quick, but she can't snap. Amelia and Tessa know what she means though. They each fart a puff of glitter. It lands on Joshua's crotch. Disgusting! I just bought these pants from H&M. You didn't buy them. Your mommy bought them. Yeah, you weren't even in the store. You were at home watching cartoon pornography while your mommy carefully sifted through those rocks. Enough. <clears throat> Amelia and Cody will have to learn how to improv together or they are both kicked out of random. Amelia and Cody exchange a look. Flashback. Amelia and Cody in Cody's basement last year. November. They're watching Anchorman and Amelia is struggling to unzip Cody's pants. I got it. Let me do it. I got it. Let, let me do it. I got it. <laughs> let me do it. Amelia and Cody snap back to reality. What? Are you okay? Yes, uh, I'm fine. My mom just got mad at me before practice for drinking too many seltzers and made me scrub down all the drawers in our kitchen. She wasn't talking to you. Ladies, calm down. I can handle a game of pears freeze tag with my ex. You look like you just saw a ghost. That's because it's Halloween. I think that me and Hannah should be the second pair. Yes, all right. Offer accepted. Big boy. Hannah begins to chase PJ around the auditorium like an animal in heat. 
after one lap, she gets a side ache and passes out. Uh, Hannah! Tessa leaps on top of Hannah's unconscious body and begins to do mouth to mouth. Wow, I am so hard right now. Me too. <laughs> Please, someone, help! Tessa leans down to do more mouth to mouth. Between breaths, she comes up for air and shouts things like, No! Come on! And call 911! Everyone stands there staring because it's just so hot. I know that we should try to help Hannah come back to life, but this is very attractive. I could watch it for days. There's something about seeing Tessa's small 14-year-old body breathing life into Hannah that makes me suddenly see Tessa as a sexual being. Tessa looks up at Joshua. Hearts fly from her eyes and onto Joshua's crotch. Fuck! Now these pants are ruined for good. My mom's gonna be pissed. Tessa's fantasy. Her and Joshua are slow dancing, completely naked, in what she imagines is Joshua's living room. There's a large fireplace, and sitting above it is a golden urn that says John McCain's Ashes. Joshua's dad lies asleep in a plush gray leather reclining chair. In his lap is one of the Jack Ryan novels open to page six. Let's turn on some music. Joshua turns on One and Only by Adele. He leans in to kiss Tessa. Tessa tries to kiss him back, but doesn't know how. Neither does Joshua. The two of them stand there in the nude, their lips missing each other's lips. They passionately grab the boniest parts of one another, i.e. elbows, knees, jawlines. Eventually they are on the ground in a fist fight. Joshua has a visible boner and Tessa has one hard nipple. Tessa. 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 Tessa! Tessa wakes up. Her eyes snap open and she quickly stands up to straighten her tutu. You've been uncontrollably humping my leg for the past two minutes. We tried to pull you off of Hannah, but your eyes were glued shut. You were in a trance or something. I'm fine. Just forgot to take my vitamins today. I'm glad you're alive, Hannah. Oh, please. It was just a little side cramp. I had to do mouth to mouth to bring you back to life. Thank you for that. I'm sure many of you enjoyed the view. The men all get one collective boner. The memory of Tessa's ass and tutu sticking in the air with her hands and mouth all over Hannah's perfect symmetrical face is indented into their minds forever. They huddle together and begin to chant. Boner, boner, Amelia I is also boner, extremely turned boner, on. Boner, she tries to join the huddle, but the men boner. push her away. Amelia, please. That's incredibly inappropriate. You bet it is, nudes. That's why me and Amelia had to break up. She was just too horny all the time. Are any of those muffins left? Sorry, team. Had to tuck them away for the night. Mr. Nudespot pats his pageboy cap. A muffin falls onto the ground and breaks in half. Muffin top first. Splat. The icing ghost smears all over the floor. You can't even tell it's a ghost anymore because it's smeared and it's on the floor. Everyone stares at the perfect wasted muffin. Their eyes are glued on it like it's some magic beam of light radiating from the auditorium stage. One. Two. Slowly. They begin to play that improv mind game where you have to count to 20 while standing in a circle and looking at an object on the ground. 
It's one of those games where no one can say a number at the same time, and there is no pattern. Why is it such an awful game, you ask? Because if two people say the same number at the same time, you have to start the game all over. Three. Ugh. Come on, you guys, focus. My mom made that muffin. One. Two. two. Uh, Hannah, please put your ego in your handbag. I don't have a handbag. I have a backpack. It's fluffy and purple and big enough to fit three apples. Tonight, however, I brought two apples. Why, you ask? It's Halloween night, and I have some scary, spooky gossip tucked away that takes up the space of approximately one apple. Care to hear? Silence. Which one will the people of random choose? Hannah's hot goss, or to finish the counting game for the first time in random history? PJ begins to nervously fidget with his moose knuckle. Despite no longer wearing pants, he still has a moose knuckle through the student council shirt he wears as a skirt. It's small, barely noticeable, but the more he scratches, the bigger it gets. Tessa and Amelia continue to stare at the broken muffin. Amelia can tell that the muffin is fresh, baked merely hours before practice. The inside is moist, fluffy. It's incredibly yonic, so much so that Amelia begins to make kissy noises to herself to cope with the anticipation of Hannah's news. Fine, I guess I must tell you all then. She waits another second to see if anyone says anything. Silence, they sit. Waiting. Mr. Nudespot and Cody's mom have been flirting. I caught a photo of it on my disposable camera in the parking lot of Stop and Shop. From the contents of Cody's mom's bag, I can tell that she was getting ingredients for tonight's muffins. Hannah removes a framed photograph of Cody's mom and Mr. Nudespot from her backpack and begins to pass it around. In the photo, Mr. Nudespot sits in his Subaru Crosstrek, while Cody's mom stands outside of the driver's window. Her torso is inside the car, and she and Mr. Nudespot's faces are only an inch apart. She's wearing a denim miniskirt that's hiked up so high you can see her nude spanks. Gasp! Cody's mom is well over 50, but boy oh boy does she have junk in the trunk. Cody, do you mean to tell me? That your mom's muffins are not made from scratch? And there it was. The big secret. Sticking out from the see-through shopping bag was a box of Betty Crocker mix written in bold letters, Banana Chocolate Chip Muffin. I promise I did not notice the muffin mix. Who cares about the muffin mix nudes? You and Cody's mom have been flirting, and we all know what that means. Hannah snaps her fingers. A background ambiance begins to play out of nowhere. Amelia and Tessa run to stand on either side of her. This is the part of random practice that everyone dreads the most. The part when Tessa, Amelia, and Hannah do a performance art piece inspired by this week's drama. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Tessa. Hi, Tessa. Hi, Amelia. Did you hear? Hear what? Cody's mom and news had sex. sex. What? So what? Sex. Socks. 
can mean a lot of things. But Cody's mom and nudes had penis and vagina sex. <gasps> How long has nudes been sticking his teacher's penis in Cody's mom's vagina? Not sure. Ask nudes. The performance is over. Tessa and Amelia take a bow. They fart glitter onto the men's faces. Joshua sneezes. Timmy's boner begins to take the shape of the cross. The kind from Christianity. Hannah takes a bow. Amelia removes a boombox from the back of her tutu. Suddenly, she has no ass. She presses the one button on the boombox. It is the sound of applause. Feeny. Hey, nudes. Real talk. How long have you and Cody's mom been doing hot dog through donut? Flashback. Cody and Amelia in Cody's basement last year. December, the day after Christmas. They are completely clothed. One of Cody's hands is in a box of Cheez-Its, the other on Amelia's boob, over the shirt. They are watching the animated version of A Christmas Carol, and Amelia is texting Hannah that Cody has his hand on her boob. Yeah, is it okay if I touch the other boob too? Amelia nods. Hannah has not responded to her last text. She sends another that says, now he is touching the other boob. Suddenly, there's the sound of a car pulling into the driveway. It's screechy, distinct. Buzz, buzz, burp. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Amelia and Cody have heard this sound before. Mom, is everything okay? His hand is still on Amelia's boob. He squeezes it out of fear. Squeak. A little bit of green slime comes out. Mom? We hear the sound of Cody's front door opening and the frantic giggling of Cody's mom. With each giggle, Cody squeezes Amelia's boob again. Amelia squeezes the other boob. Out drips more slime. The basement floor is now covered in it. The slime makes its way up their ankles and past their knees. It begins to create a current when suddenly a page boy cap falls down the basement stairs and into the whirlpool of slime. The page boy cap twirls around and around and just barely reaches the eye of the current when we see the scrawny body of PJ emerge from the cap. He wipes the slime off of his skinny jeans and takes a seat on the couch. Amelia pokes each tit one time and the slime sucks back in like a rewind button. Slurp. Hey man, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, Mr. Newspot and your mom are hooking up upstairs. <gasps> Gross. Like sex? Probably. A lot of adults have sex when they hook up. Except for you. You're 23 and excited about touching Amelia's boob over the shirt. Oh. That's because I'm 15, you creepy fuck. Yeah, uh, I might be 23, but I respect my 15-year-old girlfriend. Amelia, Cody, and PJ snap back to reality. Mr. Newspot and Cody's mom have been hooking up for almost a year. That's a long time. I could never hook up with a girl for a year. That sounds boring. Uh, as a 23-year-old adult man, let me tell you that when you're in love, you get hook up for years and every time feels like the first. Cody, we dated for four months and you told me you'd die for me. I did overhear you say that, Cody. When I was at your house, having sex with your mom, 
They sit there in silence. Mr. Newtspot has admitted to fucking Cody's mom. Slowly, everyone begins to play the counting game once again. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. Blackout. The end. Until next time, to be continued. The show you just heard is written by Catherine Bloom, featuring Olivia Abiasi, Eric Austin, Georgia Kate Cohen, Adam Coy, John Farnsworth, Kirsten Harvey, Kip Hathaway, and Anya Kapischke. Mixed, edited, and produced by Anya Kapischke. This podcast is created by Catherine Bloom. We hope you join us next time on Random.